0: Hello, and welcome to The Family Show. I'm your host, Eleanor Rossman, and joining me this day and every week are Brenda and Randy Lee. Hello. (laughs) Ta-da. I liked it. (laughs) Ta-da. Ta-da. And oh, this is exciting, because we're going to talk about uh, a new addition to the Lee family,
1: we are, right? My my son Peter and his wife Sarah had their first child this week. Congratulations. Thank you, little girl, Winter Wren. Um and we went, Brenda and I went to meet Winter, that's her first name, in the hospital. And when we met her, she was fussy. Right? It's supposed to be <laughs> already, perfect baby, but yeah. yeah, exactly. Right? Actually already is a is a great observation, right? So she's fussy, she's crying, disoriented. Which is not surprising because she had only been born a couple hours. And Aww. if you think about it, it's pretty mind-blowing being born, right? When when you're born, you go from a universe about the size of a watermelon, mm-hmm. right, which you completely fill. And needless to say, you are the only occupant of, right? Wow,
2: sounds nice. Right? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's like a spa. It,
1: it, it is all pretty dark in there. No, let there be light happen in there. Um And suddenly you find yourself, after you're born, in a limitless space, filled with light, tons of other occupants, stuff everywhere beyond your comprehension, and all of it is entirely outside of your control, right? So so here's our granddaughter in the midst of this chaos without borders, trying to make sense of it, but she can't, crying, searching for something safe, something familiar, Right? But how can there be anything safe, anything familiar? Because it's all new, right? It's all so different. And suddenly her father, my, my our son, picks her up, begins to speak to her, and she calms down. Aww. Buries herself in his chest and just rests there, right? Mm-hmm. And it, it's such a funny thing that newborns recognize their parents' voices. Yeah at birth right mm-hmm. i mean you do hear sounds in the womb from the other side but but what do you do with those right you don't know where they're coming from what they mean but but here's my granddaughter just born right but recognizing the voice of her father from what she knew in the womb and and knowing right that my son you know this is a place I'm safe. This is a place I'm loved. This is a place where I'm safe and and I can rest here, right? In this crazy world, I can rest in you, Mm -hmm. right? right? We talked last time about being on earth, waiting to be birthed into heaven, and I can't help thinking it's kind of the same thing as being in the womb and waiting to be birthed the first time, right? We're we're here, here's this tight, confining, confusing place yeah. we call Earth. Heavy right? on the
0: confusing.
1: Right? Exactly. And in the darkness of this place, we keep hearing this voice, and we don't know what it is, can't be sure it's real, but somehow we know if the voice is real, it's good, and it's safe, and the voice loves us. Mm-hmm. And then one day we get birthed into heaven, and we hear that voice again, and now we can see where it comes from, you know, who it really is, belongs to. And in that moment, we say to God, oh my gosh, it really was you. Mm -hmm. It was really you all the time. Even when I couldn't see you, you were calling to me all the time. Mm
0: Mm-hmm. You know what's funny too? I've I've read and heard you probably too, heard these stories of life, you know, after death or these experiences when people die for a short period of time. They go to heaven and mm-hmm. but they're not ready to stay there. Right. Mm-hmm. But they almost all say, I can't explain it, but it's home. Mm-hmm. It's my real home. Mm-hmm. I didn't I don't know how to turn it So I I think yeah. that's what a little bit of what you're yeah,
1: saying. Yeah, no, I mean it, it's it's Coming back to the Father, yeah. right, and and just resting in in the Parent that that you you kind of knew but you didn't know all on the side of the veil, right. We we were over at Saint Margaret Mary the other day, and and Father Leo Goodman mentioned we were entering the season of Pentecost, and I never realized that Pentecost was a season. I didn't either, right? But it is, right. Um, I did know Pentecost is one of my favorite holidays in the Church, right. The thing that actually first captured my imagination about Pentecost is Acts 2.6, right? So, so you have the Holy Spirit descends on the people in the upper room. The people are filled with the Spirit and the Spirit impels them out into the streets where there are all these Jews gathered in Jerusalem because Pentecost is actually a huge holy day in the Jewish faith. Right, it's 50 days after Passover. That's why they call it Pentecost. Right, mm-hmm. so yeah. so in Jerusalem, you've got all these Jews from all over the world speaking all these different languages, and Acts two six tells us each of these Jews heard the Spirit speaking through the apostles. Yeah. In their own voice exactly in his own language, language. Yeah. that's exactly right so from the beginning of the church god the king of all creation alpha and omega comes out to you and speaks to you yeah. in your own language mm-hmm. right god wants you to hear his voice he wants you to understand what he's saying to you god is not mysterious because he wants to be mysterious. Mm. God is mysterious because his love for you is so profound. Mm-hmm. Right? You look at Pentecost and it's easy to think mass-produced Christianity, right? Assembly line of Christ- Christianity. You got 12 priests in one day, they do 3000 baptisms, right? 250 baptisms per priest in one day, right? That's God Right? That's got to be just pretty rapid fire baptism, right? It's just keep the line moving, yeah, keep I'm the line moving, right? 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 Kind of thing. But then you got to say wait, every one of those people heard God's voice speak to him or her uniquely in his own language. Language, exactly. Right? Again, so personal. Exactly. Yeah. God came to each of those 3,000 people individually. Pentecost was not the product of a mass social movement. Pentecost was the product of each of these people having a unique and
2: intimate
1: experience of God. Mm-hmm.
2: Right? You know, it's funny. I always think of, you know, when we go to Mass in the morning and, you know, and you you want to savor the, just the Eucharist and go out and you want that presence of God all day, you know. And the thing is, you, you just, you look around you and you will see it. You will know of it. And, um, like I have a friend who moved to Utah and we chat here and there and she'll just tell me, she'll send me pictures of, this is the sunset I saw. God is you know, speaks to her there. Mm-hmm. God speaks to me through these mountains. God, and I'm always, when we go on vacation to the ocean, God is there. You know, it's like it could be in a flower. It could be in, you know, a little child's face. It's God is present. It's funny you say that because I just read the message from Medjugorje, mm-hmm.
0: which is the apparition that's mm-hmm. approved by the church in oh, some regards, yeah. but whatever. Mm-hmm. Blessed
2: Mother comes every month to give a message. Right.
0: And the first thing she said was, find God in nature.
2: Yeah. I love yep, that. Absolutely. But you have to look. You can't yeah. go out of mass and say, well, that was it till tomorrow morning. No. Mm-hmm. It's just, you know, it's just all around you.
1: Yeah. You know, if if, if nature is what's going to reach out to you, that's what God is going to use to reach out that's to your you. Language. Yes. Just,
0: yeah. That's one of your languages, isn't yeah. it? Isn't that the truth? Yeah. Because it, it's different sometimes for everybody. Absolutely. How you connect with God. Yes. But you can pretty much count on... Goodness, beauty, and truth to be
1: one of those three ways. Well, that's exactly, I mean, because that's what he's communicating to you. Yes,
0: he de- he definitely is.
1: You know, it's it's funny um, because you're, you're talking about Pentecost and God speaking to us and, and through all this. And it kind of reminded me a little of Rich Mullins and Evangelization, although I don't know that Rich would have considered himself an evangelist or thought what he was doing was evangelizing. And we talked last show about Rich. A Christian musician, songwriter, you know, had friends with a little daughter we talked about last time named Madeline. Madeline was sufficiently broken in the womb. No one thought she'd be born, and she ended up living two and a half years. And we talked about how Rich used to pray with little Madeline, and he would have Madeline pray for him. Rich even wrote a song about Madeline, which he never recorded, but, but he did plan his last tour. Anyway, Rich wasn't Catholic, but he always told people... If I weren't so wimpy, I'd be a Catholic monk. And so Rich had this deep devotion to St. Francis. Mm -hmm. And Rich and his best friend Beaker even started a kind of new religious order, Kid Brothers of St. Frank. Kid Brothers of St. Frank, which was made up of guys who were in the band or traveling together, journeyed together, just sort of hung out together. Mm -hmm. Right. And... and and they would it's it's funny the way you got invited to be a kid brother of St. Frank or the way that they would approach you was never to say let me tell you about Jesus right i mean that's <laughs> yeah, that's the right. way we think of evangelization yeah. is you know i'm saved you're not you know let me tell you what you need to do right so never start out let me tell you about Jesus or teach you about Jesus or ministry to you or witness to you it would always start out with a kid brother just saying you should come be with us,
2: mm.
1: right? And for them, being with someone was being with them, right? Even if you were only with them for five minutes, in those five minutes, you were with them,
0: mm-hmm.
1: right? Um, which is which is an odd concept for me because I once told a friend that I wanted to take up knitting because I found myself in so many mindless conversations in the course of a day. Um, and I thought, well, if I knit, At the end of a conversation, I could at least give someone a sweater, right? And my friend was horrified. She was like, (laughs) that's terrible. I thought, you know, actually it was terribly efficient. But she was like, people don't want a sweater. People want your attention. They want your heart. So, so much for my knitting career.
0: Right. Well, thank God for that because I'm (laughs) I'm having carpal tunnel surgery because of knitting. (laughs) But anyway, we're going to take a break. But we're going to be back and we're talking about winter wren. And knitting. And knitting. So stay tuned. With a family show with Brendan Randy Lee. And we're speaking about God speaking to us in evangelization.
1: Well that's that's exactly well, and we were talking about knitting and
0: And knitting and and
1: the damages and dangers of knitting. Um, But anyway, um, I think it really raises this tension that, that we have in in our relationship with God, right? Because, you know, I think there's this temptation to see our relationship with God as we get created, and God tosses you out of heaven. You happen to like stumble into your mother's womb and and severs the tie. God has nothing to do with and you. And good luck. Good luck, exactly. And God has nothing to do with you mm-hmm. until at some point you die, right, and X number of years later, and then you come back to heaven, and then he, he gets out the naughty and nice list and sees if you made it, right? And And the reality is that from the... Moment of our creation, God is speaking to us and calling to us and searching for a language that mm. will engage us, yeah right, and he's as you guys said he's constantly calling us home he's constantly calling us into intimacy right and and we were talking about Rich Mullins and how this like translates into evangelization if that's what rich would call it we had rich you may remember from the last show was the the guy who you know, Christian musician, you know, befriended little Madeline, the, you know, the girl who, who died at two and a half. But anyway, um, we said when, when Rich would call people into the kid brothers of St. Frank, the first question was always, you know, you should come be with us, right? You should, that was it. Just, we want you to be with us, yeah. hang out with us, right? And then the next question or next statement would always be, or next step, You should learn about Jesus with us. You should learn about Jesus with us. And I always thought that that was so cool because we are tempted to think of evangelization as this power trip, this wisdom trip, right? This responsibility trip, We think evangelization, we need to stand in the place of God, right? Encounter the pagan, the lost soul, have all the answers, right? And and here's Rich Mullins, this big Christian personality saying, I am not your answer, right? I don't even know your answer. Mm-hmm. But I think we're traveling the same road and the journey can be scary and it can be confusing. So why don't we travel together, help each other, make sure neither one of us gets Lost.
0: And isn't that one of the compelling reasons why Jesus gave us the church?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Because he knew on our own, mm-hmm. we're so easily we yep. confounded and confused. And I mean, I love the church being called the Bark of Peter. You know, mm-hmm. you get in this boat, it's rocky sometimes, but it's it's
1: real mm-hmm. and it's, mm-hmm. it's safe. I
2: mm-hmm.
1: mean, you think about... You think about the road to Emmaus, right? Yeah. And, and these guys are just walking down the road, walking in the wrong direction. Everything's wrong. And Jesus just pops up. Right. And he just, he doesn't say. And he disguises
0: know, himself. Right.
1: You guys are all wrong. You know, get yourself turned around. What he says is, what are you guys doing? you mind yeah. if I hang with you, you for going? a while? Where are you going? Yeah. Where are you going? Can I, you know, can I, can I go with you? Yeah. Not even that I'm going in a particular place. Right. Can I go with you, right? Um, One guy who became a kid brother, right, guy was supposed to go to med school, right? Before med school, he and a buddy were riding their motorcycles to the Grand Canyon, right? Something to do that summer. So one day, it's a summer day, they're riding over this mountain. And because of the elevation, they run into a snowstorm. And you know Ooh, on a we're, motorcycle? we're we're yeah, but we're on a motorcycle, right? So mm-hmm. so what does this mean to us, right? So they try and ride through the snowstorm, <laughs> and they can't. In <laughs> fact, one of the guy wipes out on his bike, right? Mm-hmm. And the other guys ha ha ha! I told you she would have gone down back down the hill, right? And so, anyway, so so they agree they have to ride down to the base of the mountain to wait out the storm before they can go over and go on their way to the Grand Canyon. So they go to the base of the hill. They stop in this dinky little town, right? And who happens also to be staying in this town but Rich Mullins, right? And they don't know who Rich Mullins is. Oh, you do Christian music. You mean they still have Christian music? You know, what is that? Um, But anyway, they spend time with Rich in this town. And ultimately, Rich is like, you guys should come be with us. You know, and they're like, why not? You know, we're just killing time anyway. The guys start hanging out, traveling around with Rich. Um, they actually, they met Madeline and her family, little girl, right? Um, in fact, after Madeline died, Rich called this guy to ask him to pray for Madeline's mom because she got pregnant again, mm. right? And you think about this, and it's just very, very traumatic for the mom. First, because her first child had suffered and struggled so much, you know, and if you're a mom, what if it happens again? Right. Right? Do you really want another child to go through that? Yeah. Right? But then also it was really traumatic for the mom because the mom had loved little Madeline so much, mm-hmm. right? So invested her heart in this child. And then you lose her at, at two and a half years. And do you really want to go right. through that again yourself? Right? So so there's there's all this bubbling up in her mom. And so Rich calls this guy and he says, you know... Can you just pray for, for Madeline's mom, right? So, so anyway, the guy travels around with Rich for a while, right? Never becomes a doctor. Nothing wrong with being a doctor. But, but he decides that what he really wants to do is become a youth pastor. So he becomes a youth pastor instead. Um, years pass. Rich dies in a car accident, right? And then more time passes. Guy's doing his youth pastor thing. One Sunday, this guy is in his office trying to get ready for youth pastoring stuff that Sunday, right? He's going to do youth pastoring stuff. Um, And he's not ready, but how can you ever be ready for that? He's screwing around trying to get ready. And this 15-year-old girl blows into his office. No knock on the door. Doesn't have any concept of what it means to have a closed door, right? She Mm -hmm. blows in, and she goes... Hi, my family is new to the parish. Someone told us you knew Rich Mullins, and my family knew Rich Mullins. Mm. And, and the guy's trying to be polite, but he's got things to get ready, and he really knew Rich Mullins as opposed to whatever connection this girl's family had with Rich Mullins. So, so he's scurrying around his office. He's trying to get things ready, but he's also trying to seem polite you know, and welcoming, so he's like, Yeah, I traveled with Rich for a while. How'd your family meet him? Right, not even know him. Had the family meet him, right? Because it's his passing acquaintance. This woman, this girl had, right? And and the girl comes back with, actually, Rich wrote a song for my family. Never recorded it, but but he wrote it for us. Really wrote it for my sister, but for all of us, right? And and this guy, all of a sudden, the guy just stopped. Yeah. Right. And now this girl actually has his attention. Yeah. Like he's with her, right? right? He's with her now. Mm-hmm. And he's like, what's the name of the song? What's your sister's name? Mm-hmm. She's like, Madeline's song. Mm. Wow. Madeline was my sister. Guy's oh. like, you're Ugh. Madeline's sister? girl's like, yeah. And the guy's like, I prayed for you. Yeah. I prayed for your you. Your mom. Right. For your mom, for your family, before you were even born. Right. Right? Yeah. And and the reality, you see it in the story, the reality of God speaks through a snowstorm. Yeah. It speaks through an ill-timed knock at the door, right? It's It speaks through the death, the life and death of a two-year-old child. You know, God reaches out to us, speaks to us in our own
0: language.
1: language. What is the language that is going to engage you? That's the language I'm going to use, right? And hopefully when he does that, we see him, we hear him, we rest in him, and then we just try and understand.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, it's um it's worth contemplating because because we have to be open to being surprised. Like you said, you yes. go to mass in the morning and one of the great things about that too is that normally you're more aware mm-hmm. of God because right. you're actually eating his body and blood, but you know, to be on the lookout, so to speak, right. for the way he's speaking to us, not just through scripture, but through, like you said, this Random, so-called
1: random meeting. Well, you know, it's it's great that you bring up Eucharist, right? He, he wants, he invites you in to eat his body and drink his blood. What is that? I mean, that's a, the most intimate relationship you're ever going to have in your life, yeah. right? And and it's it, today is, by the way, Brenda and my wedding anniversary, right? Happy right? anniversary! And it's, it's it's great to to be thinking in those terms, of, because we get confused. And we think because there's a lot of words in the Bible to get translated love. Yeah. There's agape love. Mm-hmm. There's eros love. And and we're tempted to think that what God has called us to with Him is agape love. And in fact, that's what everybody will tell you. It's agape love. Which agape love is that you put the interests of another mm-hmm. above your own interest. Right. That's agape love. Yeah. I'm, go- I'm gonna be nice to people. Right. And and that's a good love. Very right? not. But, but in the spirit of our anniversary, what God has called us to, is an eros love. Right? He's called that. That's the romantic love. That's what He wants. Mm-hmm. Right? You speak to your beloved all the time. Yeah. You listen yeah. for your beloved mm-hmm. all the time. You find the language that's going to engage your beloved. Mm-hmm. Why? Because you want to be engaged. with. You don't want them knitting while they're interacting with you, right? You want them engaged, yes, right? Yeah. And that's what that's what God is calling us to.
0: Well, He talks about heaven as the wedding feast. Yes, it's a wedding. It's a wedding, and or
1: it's right that that moment, right? I and to go back to my son. Right and and his daughter, and he's calling us to that recognition. I just want to be flesh to flesh, right? And I just want to rest in you, just like Augustine said. Yeah,
0: I was our thinking, hearts are um, restless.
2: Yeah, yeah. When you were talking about the friends of Saint it? Frank, Saint Frank, and his line was, "You sh- should spend time with me." I mean. It's basically like the Sisters of Life outside of St. Patrick's Cathedral encouraging people to come into Eucharistic Adoration, but they should just say you should spend time with, you know. Amen. Beloved. We are out of time, but we invite you to join us every Friday at
0: 1230 on AM720 for The Family Show.
1: And keep us in your prayers.
0: For Brendan Randy lee I'm Eleanor Rossman and we leave you with the beautiful sound of seasons.